Hey everyone, welcome to Placate Reality. We are back at you. We've got Ashton, Zach, Adam, and my younger brother Caleb here. Everyone give us a quick what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're going to be talking about Jesus King and a couple of other random things, including our beards. Stay tuned. nothing but blank white walls and this is interesting to me because he is a man of my taste. I realize that Ash and I have several strange similarities but one of them is I cannot stand to have anything on my wall because it makes me like anxious and it's very calming for me to have very blank space. <laughs> Ashton is it because you're new here or is it because you share my same weird disposition? It's definitely not what you might be hoping for <laughs> to put it that way. If you look in the corner here you might see a gift from Zach, a uh, man with guitar, I don't know what it's called. The, the original? The Pablo Picasso. <laughs> the original, I stole it. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately no. There's there's a bunch of other pictures behind it. There's like a Monet, there's a Monet over here. There's a Japanese art I thrifted. Anyway, I I used to always hang it up using push pins. Mm. And I don't know if that's good or bad for the walls. And I just, so I, I, I've thought about hanging stuff up a couple times. Like I want to put the Monet one like right above here, but you have I it out of fear. Have it. I, yeah, I haven't because I just like, well, maybe I shouldn't use push, or maybe I should use something else. I don't know. I kind of hang it up in like a not very formal way. So, I don't know. I just, I just keep, I remain undecided. So. Okay. So he's anxious just like myself. <laughs> okay. okay. Maybe you're right all along. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of the things we're going to talk about is, as you might be aware, if you're looking at the date of this podcast airing, it is the start of November and we are all cleanly shaven, except for Caleb. Um, but the four of us, Zach, Ashton, Adam, and I are going to be participating in a competition of who can grow the best beard over November. So what's going to happen is at the end of November, we are going to post something on Instagram or Twitter and it's going to have a poll and Whoever has the worst facial hair, voted upon by the people, is going to have a choice of whether to keep their full beard until Christmas, or keep a neck beard for two weeks. So they have those choices. Ooh, that's painful. <laughs> so when you say keep a neck beard, it means you, you can shave, but you, you can't shave, shave your neck? everything but the neck. Ugh. So your time would be reduced by about ten days. It's not worth it. I don't, I can't. See, see. I think I would probably have to keep the whole thing because mm. then it has the progress, like you can continue to grow. You can be like, oh, I've been growing this since no You know, all look bad, not just really look bad. And then someone's like, what are you doing? It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My friends told me to do this. Yeah, exactly. And like, okay, you psycho. <laughs> I think it depends on if you own a fedora because if you do, you can really complete the fit. In that two weeks, it just, it goes by. You can own it. That's yeah. true. That is a fit completed. <laughs> The two weeks of finals would be awesome. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's going to be happening, so stay tuned. We may have another podcast before then, but just be looking out for a poll coming from either Zach or Adam or Ashton or both of them, or all of them, I mean. Okay. Definitely so, won't be from Caleb, though. <laughs> no, it won't be from Caleb. Not sadly. testing center approved. So, Caleb, introduce yourself. Who are you? You know, I'm 18. I'm a BYU Cougar. Let's go. 
Yeah, I'm uh, Will and I share a father and a mother. And uh, a lot of physical characteristics. <laughs> similar height. Yeah. And that's about it, honestly. Okay. And uh, what brings you to the pod today? Uh, my uh, silver Ford Expedition. I'm <laughs> uh, in more of a non-literal sense. But that's cruising down from family dinner. Join the pod. Okay. Well, it's great to have you here. As one Thank does. You. Nice. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise when I peeked through the window. It's like, oh, what's up? <laughs> All right. So. The main purpose of this podcast, like I said in the introduction, we are going to be going through the new Kanye West album. Um, if you've heard this podcast before, there's usually at least one Kanye reference every podcast. Um, all five of us in this room all went to the Sunday service. And I don't know, give, your, give your thoughts on the Sunday service really quick. Maybe, Zach, give us a quick explanation of what it was. Uh, they just sing a bunch of like hymns and covers. Who's they? Uh, this gospel choir. And it was so nice. There's probably like, I don't know, 26-ish or so, I don't know, of them. Mm. Just these. In the choir? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, not too many. And they just <laughs> all get in a big circle. Is that the gateway? Yeah, yeah. possibly the worst venue choice that <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. Heard. But yeah, it was awesome. I, I thought it sounded really nice. And they killed it. I've always been a big fan of them. I listen to them like every Sunday. Mm. Live so, or not live. So this this choir is led by Kanye West. Just uh, well, it's led by. What's um, his name? I don't really know what his name is. Actually, I forgot. But there's like a whole choir leader, director, yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's like a different guy. But like at the Utah one, Kanye was playing the piano and stuff like that. Yeah. And of course, he like rapped real quick and kind of ranted or spoke, depending on who you are. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> yeah, I don't know what the choir director guy's name is though. Okay. Sure, a quick Google search could let us know. So, while he's doing that, we're going to start with... Everyone give a ranking out of 1 to 10 of how they feel about the album, just to start. Okay, I'll start with you and go in a circle. Maybe like a 5.5. Probably like a 7. Zach? I'd say... 6.5 or 7. Ashton? Is this a ranking based on an album in general or based on a Kanye album? This is in general. We in can general. get into Kanye rankings later. Um, I would say like a six. Yeah. I, I would go with a six as well. Um, I think in general critics feel pretty similar to the way we did, where it's somewhat of a lukewarm reception. Um, the vibe I've gotten is some songs are very disliked, some songs are definitely appreciated. Um, and there's definitely a myriad of viewpoints on it. But in general, the reviews, I think, are mostly positive, but not very positive. Is that fair? Um, yeah, I've only seen two reviews. One was, like, fairly positive, and one was very negative. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So Fantano was the negative one? Fantano and Pitchfork. Yeah. Such the tone. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. So, Jesus is King is Kanye West's newest album, and basically it is a gospel album as he has found a newfound love of Christianity, and every track on the album is centered around his worshiping of Jesus, and it is profanity-free and um, sexually free, I guess. Yes. Compared to pretty much every other album other than 808s and Heartbreaks, it is a very, very... There's not really mature content on no. it. No. Retain. 
Especially when you buy mature, I suppose. You could, our families, we could play it around them. Yes. I, I recommend without any concern. Oh, I, I played it. Yes. For all ages. Yes, it's true. It's just wholesome content, really. It is. I agree. Whereas 808s is not so wholesome. It's just sad, but... <laughs> this one is just like happy, uplifting. No, it's true, it's true. It's just different. Uh, this is obviously the themes aren't as strong in either one. Compared to uh, certain other albums. Yeah. So. Wait, also, the choir director's name is Jason White. That's my uncle's name, actually. <laughs> not this is not my uncle. Though. Your uncle's black? No, oh. he's he's a white guy. He lives up in Suncrest. Uh, he's a former music director of the massive West wait West Angeles Church, uh, and he now oversees the choir at Kanye West Sunday service events. Hmm. So yeah, that's cool. Huh. Great guy. Yeah, my understanding was that Kanye just like found a choir that he liked and decided to hire him for his whole Sunday service. Yeah, and they're great. I I, I yeah. appreciate it. Interesting. Okay. So let's have everyone go through and give us their favorite and least favorite song. Caleb, start with you. Mm, probably, uh, let me see that list. Probably Follow God. I think Kanye finally got some flow on that song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was like the first hip-hop song, if I remember right. Like, yeah. if, like obviously the first one's with the choir. Second one wasn't really, didn't have like a beat to it. It was kind of Kanye singing. It yeah. wasn't less so rap, and I think this is the first one that had like actual hip hop. But yeah, I agree. That one was like, okay, yeah, this is starting to, to kick in, so. Okay, and your least favorite? Uh, close on Sunday, probably. <laughs> okay, Adam? Um, favorite, probably a tie between Follow God and uh, Use This Gospel. I'm a very, I'm a big Clips fan, so. Mm. It okay. warmed my heart to see them back together. Mm. Hmm. As well as Kenny G. Oh my gosh, I have nice some surprise. words about that. <laughs> uh, the least favorite, probably, probably either closed on Sunday or hands on. Mm. Okay, Zach. Uh, favorite, I probably have to say. Follow God or maybe on God. Least favorite, I would say water. Yeah. Ashley? Hmm. Man, I feel like my views are like contrary. Um, I'm looking at my notes here. I, for for uh, reference, I've only listened to it once and it was about an hour, hour and a half ago. Um, Some way that's kind of a good thing though. And yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a different take. Um, I really wanted to like Closed on Sunday, but I can't stand the Chick-fil-A lyrics. I yeah, thought the I song that line. The song sounded like fresh 808 and Heartbreaks production in like music-wise and singing-wise. And I love it for that, but that oh my gosh. Yeah, it really it kill like it kills it. It, turn, it kills turns everything me off for the rest of the song. Oh yeah, it does. It's just it's rough. Anyways, so I will say yeah, I would have to say that's my least favorite track and not because it's the worst, but it's like it was so good and he ruined it, I feel like. And that's why it's my least favorite. Um, favorite track. This one's tough. I can't it's hard to say after one listen. Um, I just I pretty much any track that has like I really like the production and it didn't have cheesy lyrics. Yeah. Like everything uh no, no, no. where what was the one? God is. Um I said on that one, nice chord progressions, very inspiring chord progressions. But the uplifting lyrics, a little too Christian for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, I, I, it's not like, I, you know, you have to believe to, like, right. get into some of these lyrics. But this one, you kind of do a little no, bit. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, the one I wanted to return to um, was probably Water. I know you said that was your least favorite. 
I thought the synth bass, like there was like a synth bass on it, and I thought the production was pretty cool. But I, I will have to double check the lyrics again. But I wanted to, see, I want to listen to that one again. So that's probably my favorite for my first listen. Cool. Okay. Um, my favorite song, I think, is God Is. That is one of the really two that he like sings on. Mm-hmm. He True. sings on God Is, and he sings on Use This Gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanye is one of those individuals that. On a technical level, he does not have a great singing voice. Is that does everyone agree with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like oh he's a, like a great singer. No, like, like no one would say he's a great singer. I'm. It's like I don't know. It's like he doesn't have the qualities that like a like a no. like a American Idol great singer has. Exactly. It's we kind of what I'm talking about. We yesterday. My. Um, it's kind of like a Neil Young, Bob Dylan thing. Like, yeah, so yeah. He's, they're not good singers per se, but like. But they get you. You love it. The yeah. passion. You love the passion. Yeah, you, you love to hear it, and that's yeah. It kind of make, it makes it almost better in a sense. It's very yeah. raw, yeah. relatable. I don't know. That's that's another thing we were talking about. Is a strange like juxtaposition of how like Kanye uses so much auto tune and like fixing cracks like corrections, but in some ways he comes across as very genuine in the way he sings, and part of it is because he's not that great of a singer. And that's something that I honestly really enjoy to listen to, so yeah. I love when he sings. I was literally thinking that too the other day. I thought, oh, I love it when he sings. Yeah. It's like, it's not good, but it is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's raw. It feels raw, even though it's auto tune. <coughs> um, my least favorite song is definitely Hands On. In that song, he basically is calling out other Christians who are apparently calling him out about being a fake Christian, which, to be fair, Kanye doesn't exactly have a great track record of promoting <laughs> Christian values on, um, I'll cite my sources by Jesus. First, like, four songs. <laughs> They're not exactly, um, There's yeah. a few sources you could cite. His father is probably yelling at a Christ-like, you know. Yeah, no, definitely not a Christ-like. Um, okay. Well, okay, so the next question I have for you guys, what's the best feature? Caleb? The best feature? Mm. <laughs> Your best and worst feature, if you have one, because I have a worst one in mind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if you have a worst feature, let's go with that. Yeah, let's say it. I don't think I... You know what it is. I don't know. Okay, we're skipping Caleb. Adam? Yeah. Clips. I love me some clips. So Lord Lord what clips is. I don't know what clips this is, is yeah. uh, So it's Pusha T and his brother. Okay. And uh, Pusha Z? No, no malice. Oh, my <laughs> close bad. though. Yeah, close. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they they're a rap group from Virginia Beach. They okay. came out with a couple of real hot records back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like if you go listen to Lord Willen if you haven't heard it, it slaps. Mm. But uh, yeah, they broke up, and uh, I think this is the first time they've been back in like Dang. a number of years. So, <coughs> you know, as a Clips fan, definitely. Love to see that. Would you say that their feature eclipsed the whole album? Wow. Well, you gotta, you really just did you that gotta to tone you. it down. <laughs> All right, Zach, it's your turn. I'm gonna have to go with Clips, best feature. Doesn't really have a least favorite feature. Okay. I mean, Ty I don't know. I didn't really, I don't really care for Ty, Ty Dollar Sign, really. Um, everybody seems to love him, but even on Ye, I don't know, I never was blown away by him. I feel like he's, he's just not like an R&B He's just kind of like he's just there. That like kind of soul singer. That yeah. Does Kanye produce him? Um, it seems like the guys that Kanye so, works really. with, he sticks with pretty closely. Ty Dolla Sign just features on literally every single. With a name like Ty Dolla Sign, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> okay, Ashton. Um, is it cheating to say the Sunday Service Choir? No. 
No, no, no. Because I think every part in the album that had the choir was like spectacular. I don't oh, know. Yeah. The choir. I mean, it's hard. How can you not like that? I don't know. I think without the choir, this album would be not. Honestly, good. yeah, I would say every hour is one of like my favorite songs on it. Just yeah, because it's so good. I think it's, it's kind of like ultralight beam in a sense. Mm -hmm. Just opens it up and gets you a nice. Feel, feels good. Feels uplifted. Um, Having seen them live too, like you appreciate them. True. Like they like for how like. I, for how little Kanye actually did at Sunday service, I would have thought I would have been disappointed, but yeah, they really like came through. I agree. Um, worst feature, Kenny G. Come on, what? Absolutely. When I when, when I listened to Use This Gospel, I was like, man, Kenny G hasn't come in yet. And then ten seconds later, the whole song breaks away, <laughs> and it's like a forty-five second sax solo. No, it literally sounds. It's like. The juxtaposition is too much. It literally sounds like my parents, like, just the, the song stopped and they switched it to the Kenny G Christmas album. And it just goes for 40. And he uses, like, like, and I'm just gonna come, like, come at you with this background. Like, Kenny G is, is like, the biggest joke from, like, from going to, for studying jazz for two years in college. Kenny G is, like, he's, he's the butt end of every joke. Like, He's How dare just, you? Like, he's not just, it's not real, like, jazz. It's I mean, a very... Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say that. At the beginning of this, you said, don't say anything that my brother-in-law would come in <laughs> and kick my trash for. I hope he kicks you trash for this. <laughs> Listen, Kenny G does a good job where, where he is, but Kenny G needs to stay in his lane. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm only kidding a little bit, but man... <laughs> The only thing redeeming about Kenny G on his feature is how sick it is when it comes back into the trap beat. Once his sax solo is over, it's like the beginning of Jesus Gospel with like a pretty heavy trap beat. Like the way it comes back after the sax solo, I said is redeeming for this, for this feature. But overall, I like, I, I like actually shook my head physically at some of the licks he was playing. SMH. It was just like very, I don't know, it just so cheesy. <laughs> I mean, but the, but don't get me wrong. There were some good lines, but just overall, it was it was just yeah. It was just. I don't remember Kenji singing. He's, he's no, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so it's funny that Ashton says Kenny G is his worst feature. <laughs> yes. Because the first time listening through it, all of a sudden I was like, whoa, whoa, this turned a way different direction. And honestly, I was pretty into it, and I was interested. Um, and that's okay. I can definitely understand why it's a bit, it doesn't feel like it flows quite right, but in some ways that almost makes it better to me. <laughs> Don't let my like, opinion sway you. I want to hear it. You no, know. no. Well, yeah, he's, he's giving, he's giving Kenny his spotlight that I think he deserves. I think he's already had his spotlight. No, I think he deserves more spotlight. <laughs> I think he deserves all the spotlight, really. Hey, and last week they had a Sunday service in LA and he brought out clips and Kenny G. Really? And Kenny oh. G stood on that piano and just, <laughs> you bet he did. Ah, man. <laughs> it's like why? Oh it's just like why would you? I don't know. Like you could just pick so many other sax players. Like just one that comes to mind. I would be so sick to hear Kamasi Washington on that or something like that. Something that's like hits you in the soul. Kenny G is just like, oh, there's this <laughs> sexy saxophone sound doing his thing, you know? And oh, he's going up an octave. Okay, I don't know. Like it's just. So oh, man, just play play Christmas songs, please. Just don't so, stay in your lane. So it's something to clarify about doing a music review. I'm speaking for myself when I say this. Yeah. Um, but I Ashton is really the only one with high technical understanding of music. Eh, 
No, don't shake your head. Playing like music don't theory and playing music, but that, yeah, that's but what listening I'm to music is a whole different field, obviously. No, no. But yeah, but what I'm saying is you understand music on like a deeper level, on a technical level. A different level. perspective, yeah. I okay. would say. Caleb, favorite feature? This favorite feature? Well, I was gonna say Pusha T, but then I looked at the track list and I didn't see it, but that makes sense that it's clips, not. Yes. Gotta give it to Pusha. Yeah, I thought it was Pusha T's. I mean, I didn't realize yeah. it. They do have similar voices, him and his brother. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like, yeah. So I'd heard he was on it, but I didn't. Obviously, it yeah. says clips. So I was confused a little bit, but that makes sense now. Okay. Okay. So, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about um, the implications of what this album means and some of the background behind it and what it means for Kanye going forward. And also just some of the new films coming out because, in my opinion, it is a great film period right now. Hello, I'm Mrs. Watterson, the director of Mrs. Watterson's Advanced Club for Poets, K-12. And today, I'd like to bring one of my star students, Timothy Francis, to give him an excerpt of one of his brilliant poems. Timothy, come on up here. Don't be shy. All right. Here he goes. <clears throat> I close my eyes and seize it. I clench my fists and I beat it. I light my torch and burn it. I am the beast I worship. And I know soon come my time, for in my void a pale horse burns. I fear not the time I'm taken past the point of no return. Wage war like no tomorrow, cause no hell there won't be one. For all who deny the struggle, the triumphant overcome. Wow, brilliant. Thank you, Timothy. Thank you very much. If you'd like to become a poet just like Timothy, please come down to the Mrs. Watterson's Advanced Poetry Club, K-12. through Hey, everyone. We're back. Uh, quick shout out to little Timmy. We know you've got great things ahead of you. That was lovely and really inspiring. Um, what we're just going to talk about now is just the legacy um, of this album and how it's going to affect Kanye in the future, and then a couple other things. But one thing I'd like to mention first is the lyric from Closed on Sunday. Um, he says, on um, one of the lines, when you got daughters, always keep them safe. And then he goes on to say, raise our sons, train them in the faith. There's a couple other lines like this when he alludes to like the purity of his daughters. And there's definitely some like very like Christian-based... Um, lines about his feelings towards women and men and how they differ. Did you guys have thoughts on this? I mean, yeah, some of it's kind of like cringy at times, for sure. It's like yeah. definitely a continuation of like stuff you saw off Ye on his last solo album with like, um, whatever like the last song on it is, Violent Crimes or whatever. It's all just about like, how like, oh, like now I have a daughter so I should treat women good. But before, I guess it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. And I don't know. It's not, you don't love to see it, but it's, yeah. It is what it is, yeah. A little rough. Hmm. Any other thoughts? I'm glad, I'm glad he's on the right track, but I wish that it was sooner. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's on, he's always switching tracks. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. It's like you, two steps forward, one step back, and then like two steps back. No, yeah, always decide stepping. It's always stepping all over the place. Yeah, it's great to embrace Christianity, but like just using that religious thought to like make very specific judgments about the different genders just seemed a little weird to me. And how he kept doing it. 
Man, it is very on brand for Christianity. It's on brand for Christian Christianity. It's on brand for recent Kanye. Um, but I, the question I'd really like to answer is, how does this affect Kanye's legacy, and how many years will you give it before he comes out with um, "Screw You God" album? Start with you, Ashton. <laughs> Well, this affect him? the latter, I don't think, is going to happen. Really? But, I mean, he always could go back to the old Kanye, you know. I mean, this, there was there was the old He's... Kanye, there was the new Kanye, mm. now there is Sunday Service Kanye. Reborn Kanye. Yes. Re born again <laughs> Kanye, if you will. Um, how will this affect him? I mean, I think the dude's just... I mean, I don't know. It's hard to relate to him now. It seems like over the, the past, I don't know how many years, he just seems to get more and more out of touch with people, like his, his audience that he's releasing to. Like a lot of his audience, I mean, not to say that a lot of his audience can't relate to like, you know, Christian, like Christian values, because obviously the, like, the Sunday service choir and, and that stuff, it hits home for most people. Whether you believe it or not, you can at least relate to it as part of our history. But I don't know. I feel like it's just... It's just odd, I guess, and will just always be as, like seen as odd. But I don't, you know, whatever he does next, I'm just, you know, as long as he's still making music, I'll I'll keep listening. So. Okay, Zach. Um, I don't think that he'll make an anti-god album. I feel like because of all the uh, what's it called, like every time he's in the news, it's always just some big scandal, some anti. You know, he's doing something stupid. And he's always trying to rebrand himself and trying to, you know, find happiness. Yeah. I guess if he found it in Jesus, you know, props to him. I don't know how long he'll essentially keep it up. Like, I, I wouldn't imagine, I mean, I would be surprised if he continues to do the Sunday services for a little bit more longer. I was thinking about it today because um, they had one on in L.A. and they were going to live stream it. And they had one last week. And I watched it last week and, of course, I was like, oh, that was dope. And this week I thought, well, I don't really care to see it because almost like the hype is over not only because we've seen it live anyway but, but just because i was like the album's out yeah. i heard it and i'm like and that's kind of it and so i didn't really care and so i think that it will kind of die down a little bit i mean because in january i think that'll be when it's been going for about a year yeah and so i think you know maybe at least by next summer at the latest i think it'll kind of die down and i don't know I and mean, he might be doing them sporadically or something like that but i i mean you know, I get that he wants to spread the good word to everybody, but I think that once he realizes, uh, if he hasn't already, like, oh, hey, I've released my album, people can freely listen to it or whatever, you know, I think that he will die down with that. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't be, I don't know how long he'll keep up, like, the no swearing type of thing, you know, and it's, it's somewhat understandable because he's got little kids, and I can see him being like, oh, I want to raise them in the good Christian way, but... Yeah. You know, I don't know if he'll continue but that for too long. He's happy to keep Jesus out there for um, money rights, I'm sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I'd love to see some, you know, old Kanye back at some point. Just because, as much as I do like this album, it's far from near the top of my favorites of his. Yeah. You know, and so... And I think, like, even not too long ago, he was still coming out with, some, or making some good stuff. Like, Zach sent me a link to a, some Yandi, some Yandi mm -hmm. leaks. Oh, I need to listen to those. There's some very, like, interesting stuff on there that I'd love to have seen carried, to, you know, yeah. Yeah. through with. And so, I don't know. Like, Kanye's just, you can't, 
really predict what's going to happen yeah. with him, and so I just will, I guess, let him do his thing and consume whatever content he's pumping out to me. Okay. Caleb? Yeah, I agree. Pretty much the only constant for Kanye is that he's very unpredictable, and so I think maybe we'll see some kind of falling away from the Faith album, or maybe even a Muhammad is King album. <laughs> oh, I hope so. You think he could uh, cool. convert to Islam. I see that as a definite possibility. He likes to just go back to the roots. Jump around. Yeah, do something pretty outlet. Maybe even change his name. That'd be interesting. Again, he, he changed it technically. Said yeah. formerly known as Kanye West, I'm now Ye. Oh, huh. Changed it to Ye? Well, he didn't like legally change it, but he like <clears throat> tweeted about it and said, hey, you know, I'm going by Ye now. It's not Kanye. Interesting. Yeah, of course, his nobody really recognizes that. Next move is going to be probably even weirder than this, but uh, I think his epic keeps growing ever weirder, really. I think you're right, even though I don't want it to be. So, I think it would be weirder. My next, next question is, at what point do, at what point are people just sick of, like, the charade? Like, at what point does his, like, loyal fan base give up on him? When they see the and, merch? <laughs> and, say, and saying never is fine. That's a fine answer. Ashton? What charade do you mean? The charade of him acting crazy. The charade of him telling us he's going to release an album and then doing nothing for a full year. And then telling us it's releasing and then doing nothing for another month. The charade of consistently, like, trolling us, basically. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would say it's a charade, but kind of just going back to what I was saying before, is just the dude just got issues. I don't know. <clears throat> he's just like, like he's out of touch. Like he doesn't really see the consequences of like doing this over and over again and how it's like annoying to, you know, say one thing like Yandi, you know, like there was multiple, con you know, uh, confirmations of Yandi being released by multiple people and then like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. It's just like weird stuff like that. Like it seems like he just doesn't, it's not like he's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. It's just, he'll just cancel anything and everything. I don't know. I think it is partially kind of his mindset of, I can do whatever I want. Because he knows, oh, I can say that this is releasing, and everyone will be so hype about it. Mm -hmm. And if I don't release it, everyone will be so bummed, and he gets that. But then he's like, as soon as I release it, everyone will be so hype about it. Yeah. Because everybody's like, everybody's listening to Jesus is King. You know, and like, obviously that's like a different record, but like they all are different. I think yeah. that he knows that. He knows who he is, and what he has to say about the world. I mean, what the, I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah, I think he understands true. who he is and his power, essentially. Yeah, that's yeah. Things. I don't think, I think it's the opposite of a charade. I think it's like, he's just so not trying to like pretend anything that it sometimes comes back and like bites him because he's mm -hmm. too honest and too just. He's too much of a perfectionist as well. Yeah. So he's always just trying to breathe. So, and I don't mind well. the pushbacks. Like if it's not done, keep working on it. You I know? agree. Like 100%. I would prefer to just like with Pablo when it came out, how he just kept tweaking it. So yeah, it's just so odd. If you'd have just waited like two he's months and given Jesus us this finish. Too, a little bit. Yeah. Really? Just like slight stuff, but yeah. interesting. So, you know, just whatever it takes to, you know, get the best quality product out there. Yeah. Caleb? Yeah, honestly, I'm just really interested as to what like spurred Kanye's conversion to Christianity. Like... Do we know anything well, about that? He's, I think he's always been very Christian. If you, and you can hear, like, all the way back to, like, college dropout, there's very heavy I Christian guess this, themes. this recent uptick, then. I there... honestly think that you can't separate it from his recent turn to conservatism. And that's yeah. kind of, that's a bit of a hot take, but I 100% believe it. No, that's what Meg was saying, too. She said, hey, I wonder if he released this 
So, you know, if he does or when he does run for president in 2020, he's got all this conservative vote. He's all, you know, he's changed his lifestyle. <laughs> and I was gosh. like, dang, like, it's a bit of a reach, but I get what you're saying. I mean, it may, like, it's a reach, but it makes total sense based on his crazy. previous actions. You know, and elections are in one year from today. So it's really getting down to it. The thing is, is it's hard to imagine him, him running against the person that he's very publicly supported over and over. But maybe running amazing. Yeah, is a vice presidency in the books for oh, Kanye West? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> they do just want uh, absolute power. <laughs> Trump yay. <laughs> Trump yay. I mean, imagine you're just like on top of like. Like your wife's Kim Kardashian, like you're Kanye West, like you're on top of like social media, you're on top of music, you're on top of everything. Fashion, fashion yeah. But then you, yeah, fashion. It's like after you know years and months of that, you're gonna get a little bored. Like, what do you do next? <laughs> you get more power. You get you. You try Christianity out, you know, and sick. You go go for the Oval Office. This is you know this is gonna help your running. Like it's just I don't know, man. Strange. I guess. The, he lives in a whole other. He lives in a completely different world, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on, um, just really quickly, um, I just wanted to talk about a couple of new movies that have come out. Because in my opinion, it's a really good stream. There's been Joker, which has been really, really critically acclaimed and is well liked. There has been um, Midsummer's. What is it called? Midsummer. Just Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. Just Midsummer, which I think have all of you guys seen but me. No, I haven't seen it. I've seen it. Okay. So two of us have seen it. There's been um, The King, which us rewatched last night. I think it's good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it. I'm a big um, Chalamet fan, so. And then there is Lighthouse um, with Robert Pattinson and William Dafoe. And then there is. What's another one? There's another big one that's coming. Oh, there is Jojo Rabbit by Taka Wahiti. He's the person that directed Hunt for the Will of the People and What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, that's right. About. Yeah, my brother's talking about that. He plays Hitler in it. That's crazy. Which is apparently a, you know, it's a move. <laughs> it's sure. a move. Bold. I mean, right. if we're going back to Midsummer, I mean, we already did have a podcast on it, but yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, obviously we did talk about that. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe the next podcast we'll have is we'll get together and maybe talk about some of these films. But I think that's it for tonight. Um, hit the stop button, baby.